Stop worrying. Stop worrying. Stop worrying about food. Stop worrying about clothing. Stop worrying about what to do. Stop worrying about tomorrow. Stop worrying. Just, just stop worrying. And I said that many of us, many of us have aged because we worry too much. Many of us, many of us have become sick because we worry too much. Many of us have become disturbed. We walk about life without joy because we worry too much. And um, I have come to see that many of the things that we worry about usually never happens. Many of the things that we worry about usually never happens. So before you finish school, you worry. Will I get a job? There are no jobs in Ghana. Will I get a job? So it becomes your number one worry. Meanwhile, by the time you finish school, God has opened the door and there's a job for you. So, so you realize that you did not even have to worry. And the Bible is saying that even the beds, the grass, the flowers, all these things, God takes care of them. How much more you, someone created in his own image. I don't want to read that passage again. So he's saying that all of this worry that we worry is needless. It's pointless. Worry, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to eat. He knows it. What I'm going to wear. He knows it. What will happen to me tomorrow? He knows it. Where am I going to live my life? He knows it. He knows all of these things. So instead of worrying, why don't we talk to him? Instead of worrying, why don't you ask him? Instead of worrying, why don't you spend some time in his presence asking for direction? What I've come to see is that any time we spend some time in his presence, we walk out with ideas, we walk out with information, we walk out with direction. The reason why some of us may not be seeing what we want to see, it's, it's very likely that we are asking the wrong questions to the wrong person. But when you begin to spend time with the one who knows tomorrow, with the one who takes care of the flowers, with the one who takes care of the bird, that same person, if you spend time with him, he will take care of you. He would give you how to go. He would give you where to go. He will speak to you and direct you on what to do. Most of the things that we worry about is because we have never committed it to, hand, to his hands. We have never given it to him. We, we, we have taken the position of God. We have taken the position of the Father. And we are, we are worrying for the Father. We are worrying on his behalf. We are struggling on his behalf. We are stressing on his behalf. And last week we saw that we are not God's father. We are God's children. We are not his father, we are his children. So, if my children don't have to worry about how I am going to pay school fees, how I'm going to buy what, how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that, I don't have to worry about how God is going to take care of me. Are you understanding me? Are you here? So we saw that and then we got to verse 33 where we realized what he expects us to do. In the previous verses, it says, don't worry. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. But we are human beings and we like to do things. Don't do it, but we want to do. So God knowing that says that, you know what? Don't worry about A, B, and C. Concentrate on doing this. If you can do this one, this A, B, and C that you like worrying about, I will take care of it. So we began to look at this open secret, how we can seek this God, how we can serve this God, how we can follow this God, how we can do things that will stop us from worrying. 
so that God himself will take care of the things that we worry about. So the Bible says in Matthew 6.33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his... So seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things that you've been worrying about will be added unto you. You will not have to worry about them again. You don't have to be worrying about them again. You don't have to worry about it. Once you are seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness, you don't have to worry about it because those things will be added. Those things get added. It doesn't get taken away from you. It is added. Are you understanding me? Now what I want to go to is that I want to now start talking to you about what, what your foundation must be as a human being. What your foundation must be. That's not a subject, but I'm going, to, I'm going to mention a few things on that and then I'll go into the message itself. What your foundation must be. Everything, everything, everything that does well has a very good foundation. Every structure that is built, one of the best places that you must look at is the foundation. The most important part of a structure is the foundation. The most important part of a relationship is the foundation. That's why I tell the people who are starting relationships that this young man or this young woman that you are going out with, one of the things that you must start doing is that you must begin to pray into the relationship. It's a good foundation to lay for any relationship that will go into marriage. Prayer. 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 So I started looking at the foundations that have been laid. I looked at the foundation from Matthew. I looked at the foundation from Genesis. And you realize that for every foundation that was laid, there was God in that foundation. There was God in that foundation. Go to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Let me show you something. He says that in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. In the foundation, God. At the starting point, God. So you want your life to amount to anything. You want your life to be built on anything. You want your life to go far. You want to get to a point where you don't worry about anything, but you are living life the way it must be lived. In the beginning of that preparation of that life, God. God must be at the beginning of any relationship, at the beginning of everything that you plan, at the beginning of the life, at the beginning of your thought, at the beginning of your day, at the beginning of everything you want to do. God. Are you understanding me? It is the foundation that is sure. It's the foundation that you can build anything upon. It's the foundation that you can be sure that if I'm standing on this foundation, I can do anything and I'll still be secure. Unfortunately, we have, we have reversed everything. We are building our foundation of our, on our education. We are building our foundation on our relationships. We are building our foundation on our contacts. We are building our foundation on our money. And then when we finish the foundation, then we are thinking about God. That's why a lot of things don't go well. So I want, I want to bring your mind back to the way it must work. Where the foundation must be God, the building must be God, the focus must be God. The attraction must be God. Your attention must be on God. And then all these other things that have stolen your attention will begin to chase you. And especially because we are a, such a young church. Because we are such a young church. One of, the, one of the things that I want us to put in our foundation is the foundation of seeking God. Is the foundation of loving God. Is the foundation of following God. Is the foundation of serve God. 
is the foundation of being sold out for God. It's the foundation of being sold out for God. It's the foundation of knowing the Jesus that we have been talking about. It's the foundation of getting the Jesus that we have been talking about to know us and to reveal himself to us. It's the foundation of getting encounters with the Jesus that we have been talking about. Are you here? That is the kind of foundation I want us to have. That's the kind of foundation I want us to have in anything that we do as a church. And for the young people that God has blessed us with, it is the best, safest, and surest foundation that you can build for yourself. I am usually talking about this thing because, because of myself. I am usually talking about this, this, these verses and this particular message because of myself. Because I have grown to see that anybody that has laid their foundation with God and had made God their focus has really, really, really been taken care of. God takes care of his people. God takes care of his people. He takes care of his children. We, look, I have, I have seen, one of the things I've seen is that we the children of today, we the Christians of today, we don't believe in a lot of the things that the Bible says. We don't believe in a lot of things that the Bible says. So when the Bible is saying that um, um, seek ye first, it's like, you know, it was, it was for those days. Times have changed. This time, Charlie, you must sort yourself out. Too. Otherwise, things don't go be. And, 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 and it has become so sad that anybody who does anything for God expects a man to pay them. I mean, we do things for God with the mind that, Charlie, somebody must pay. Somebody must pay. It has, it, it has gotten to the point where even pastors are afraid to get church members to do things in the church because they would expect to be paid. And pastors are also thinking that if I don't pay him, how would he survive? If I don't pay her, how would she survive? If I don't do this, but you, you know, those, those days when we believed in the Bible, what we wanted to hear was God bless you. What we wanted, what we wanted the pastor to do was that, pastor, just pray for me that God will take care of me because we believe by the word of God that God takes care of us better than any man can do. But we have come to a point where we actually don't believe that. We don't believe it. So all we think about whenever we are doing anything for God or we are trying to do something in the house of God, what is in it for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? I want us to have that paradigm shift so that we begin to think the way we must think that if we seek God first and we seek his kingdom first and we seek his righteousness first, all these other things that we have been praying about, all these other things that we have been disturbed and worried about will be added. It's not something, it's not something that you would go after. It will be added. Look, I have not grown that much. I have not seen that much in life. But the little I have seen, I can tell you that God's word has never lied. God's word has never lied. And when he says that I will take care of you, he will. When he says that seek me first and I will do these things for you, he means it. And nobody means well more than God. Nobody likes you more than God. Nobody can pay you better than God. 
Nobody likes, nobody likes your well-being better than God. Nobody likes your beautification better than God. Nobody likes your joy better than God. God actually wants you to have the things that you want. This I'll give you the desires of your heart. It's something he wants to give you. But he needs you to believe the word. He needs you to believe the word. The problem is that we don't believe the word. So we don't even believe that in the beginning, God... In every beginning, God. John chapter 1 verse 1. Let me show you this one too. In every beginning, God. Put God in the beginning. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. In the beginning. In the beginning. In the foundation. In the right onset. In the start. Of the relationship. Of the relationship. Of the friendship, of the race, of the structure. It was God. So you want to do anything? You want to see progress? You want to see the blessing? You want to see the hand of God? You want to, you, you want to, you want to, you want a life, a life that a life that people will look at and say that wow, this is this is beautiful. I wish I had this life. Brother, sister, I'm giving you an open secret. I'm giving you an open secret. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. Every beginning is God. Every foundation is God. Every focus must be God. Don't focus on any man. Don't focus on any man. I serve God. I serve men of God. I serve my father's but I am actually really not thinking about them. Because they will not pay me. I mean, how, how much can they pay me that will keep me alive? I mean, when I'm sick on the hospital bed and I'm dying, can they give me life? They can't. When my marriage is breaking, can they mend it? No, they can't. When my children are going wayward, can they stop it? They can't. They can only pray. They can only pray to tell you that we are not the ones who can do anything. There's someone higher, bigger, mightier, greater than us who can do it. So, why serve with the man in mind? Why serve with the man in mind? Why live your life with the man in mind? Man will disappoint. Man will let you down. Man will not, will, not, will not fulfill. Look, every man has a selfish trait. They have a selfish trait in them. So, as they are even helping you or they are supporting you, they are also thinking about themselves. What's in it for them? What's in it for me? It is only God. That's the reason why if you don't want to be disappointed in this life, let your focus be on one person that is called God. He, he is the only one. That's why, that's why I like this verse that, that we are working on, the open secret. Are you in the church? That's why I like the open secret that we are working on. Let's look at this final foundation. I'll jump into the Matthew 6.33 again. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10. 1 Corinthians 3.10. I'm talking about the foundation that is important. 
I am just giving you, I'm just giving you something that will change your mind and your life. Something to change your mind. Something to change your life. Something to redirect you. We are becoming too worldly, too carnal, too, too human directed and human focused and human oriented and selfish. In fact, I have come, I've, I've met people who are now even doing the work of God because of selfish reasons. Me too, I'm starting my church because I have to be called founder and president. Not because God has called me to do it, one. Number two, not because I feel that there are souls that I must reach. Not because there are lives that I must touch. Because me too, enough of doing yes a master to somebody, me too, I must become founder and president of Emmanuel Mepho something, something, something Ministries International Conglomerate Institution. It is a church. Me too, I have to start my own. Me too, I have to establish my own. It has not, it, 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 it has not crossed their mind that I'm doing this because of the kingdom. I'm doing this because of the kingdom. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. Verse 11. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. No other foundation. So any other foundation that you seek to lay is useless. Any other foundation you seek to lay, which is not Jesus Christ, you are building on sinking sand. You are building on shifting sand. You are building on, on sand or foundation that will shift and your whole system will collapse. For no other foundation can anyone lay that, than that which is laid. Than that which, Pastor Prosper, than that which has already been laid. This, this verse, eh, this verse is like, um, is like being given apple that stop trying to lay any other foundation. You are, you are struggling too much to lay some foundation for your life, but really, no other foundation can anyone lay than that which has been laid already. And the one which has been laid is Jesus Christ. So if, if you want a foundation that will last, a foundation that you put your life upon, a foundation that you put your future upon, a foundation that you put your family upon, a foundation that you put the ministry, a foundation you put your business, a foundation that you will build upon. Build that foundation on the man Christ Jesus. On that foundation, it is one that will last. Let's, let's stop these jokes. What my angel from as in one time from as in, you know, we, 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 we think very, very shallow-mindedly. We, 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 don't, we don't process things well. We don't, we don't go deep with the things that we do. We just read the Bible, okay. We just hear it, okay. I'm wondering, I'm wondering when anybody, when anybody will come and tell me that, Pastor, 
the messages that you have preached over the past few months, it has started working for me because I am working with it. The reason why I'm talking about these things the way I'm talking about it is because I have seen how many people trivialize the word of God. And they, think, they come and hear the word, but they are thinking that, oh, it's, it's, you know, it's a formality. Tuesday we have to go. Sunday we have to go. So we hear the word and then we hear some jargons and we move around. But it will never benefit you because you are not laying a foundation. You are just taking the thing on, you know, I, I am laying my foundation, but this one, I just use it to paint the building. He didn't say that nobody would, 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 would be able to paint. He says that no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid. No other foundation. No other foundation. Stop trying to lay other foundations. Stop trying to lay other foundations. All the other things that you are doing, they must be laid on this issue. On this foundation. So your business must lay on this foundation. Your marriage must be on this foundation. Your money chasing must be on this foundation. Whatever it is, even building a ministry must be on this foundation. It is not every ministry that is being built on this foundation. Messages that are being preached must be on this foundation. Any other foundation that you lay will collapse. If the messages are not on this Christ Jesus foundation, it's not going anywhere. It's not going to touch anybody. It's not going to change anything. It's not going to heal anything. It's not going to do anything in anybody's life. And I'm just praying for you guys that God will help you so that we don't get soaked and sucked into this worldly systems that everybody is making look like it is the way that we must go. It is the right thing to do. You know, you must push for yourself. You must force that things will work. You must, you must force yourself. You must make sure that and so people cannot sleep. People are getting sick. People are dying. People are getting diseases. People are getting so many stressful issues and so many issues just because they cannot believe and trust the word of God that I will take care of you if I say I will, I will. We don't believe it. We don't believe it. We don't believe it. We don't believe it. And it worries me. It worries me when I see young people. Young people, they are trying to, they are trying juju, they are trying women, they are trying whatever they want to. They are trying everything just to make it. But the open secret is there. It says that seek ye first. It's an open secret. Why can't we just believe what the Bible says? Why can't we just believe it? Why can't we just believe it? I remember when we started our business, we were starting our business, I told God specifically with my wife that, Father, help this business to work because we want to serve you. We want to serve you. So even wanting our business to do well, it was based on the foundation that we want to seek you and serve you. So let this thing work so that we can do what you have called us to do. We can do what you have called us to do. We can do what, because look, no other foundation. No other foundation. No other foundation. No other foundation. Don't let anybody deceive you. That if you do A, B, and C, it will work. It will work for some time. It may work for some time. You would have a short-lived victory, short-lived success, short-lived excitement, but it doesn't last what stays forever? What, have you not seen the death of righteous men? 
Have you not seen how Bonke was celebrated? Have you not seen how Marcelo was celebrated? Have you not seen how Billy Graham was celebrated? Have you not seen how these great people who gave everything, served God every, uh, to their length and to their limit were celebrated? And have you not seen how these pop stars ended, most of them they ended in shame. Most of them ended in shame. Some ended with a prostitute dead. Some ended in a bathtub dead. Some drowned in a, some killed themselves. Some committed suicide. Some, some took cocaine, overdose, died. Some, some, I mean, strange things. Some died, they don't know what happened to them. Some disappeared, then they saw their body somewhere. I'm not saying that pastors don't go through that sometimes, but how many of them do you know? How many of them do you know? Can it not, should it not, will it not, must it not tell you that there's a difference between them that serve, seek God and follow him and, and there's a difference between those people and, and those people who don't? There's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. There is a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. I have, there's a difference. I said I'm not too old, but I have seen so much and I can tell you that there's a difference. There's a difference. And as young as you are, that's why I'm telling you what I'm telling you. That don't build your foundation on any of the things that we see and any of the things that we hear. I'm not also saying that don't build a foundation. But after this foundation, begin to put your foundation on this one. This one. This is the foundation that we must build. You may take your seat, please. This is the foundation that we must build. This is the foundation that we must concentrate upon. Then later you can think about all the other things. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Seek first. Seek first. Not second. Not seek also. Not seek as well. First. The kingdom. And his righteousness. First the kingdom. First the kingdom. How many are seeking the kingdom? And how many are seeking his righteousness? How many are seeking God? How many are seeking God? How many are interested in God? How many are driven by God? I mean, your whole day, your whole day of let's say 12 hours from morning till evening. What God-driven activity have you done? Tell me. Which God-driven God activity have you done? You went to work. It's not God-driven. I went to school. It's not God-driven. You went to chase money. It's not God-driven. Yes, God assists you in those things, but they are not God-driven. When I say God-driven and kingdom-driven, I'm talking about something that, that has kingdom. Kingdom. I called people to encourage them about the, the work of God and the things of God. Kingdom. I visited somebody in the hospital and prayed for them. Kingdom. 
Somebody was depressed. I went to see the person and spoke with them. Kingdom. I went on the bus and, and did evangelism. Kingdom. I called a pastor who was depressed and wanted to give up and encourage them. Kingdom. 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 I'm asking you, which kingdom-driven assignment have you done in this your 12 hours? Say, seek ye first. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. That, look, this is the reason why you are not seeing the and all these things shall be added. That's why you are not seeing it. Because we are not seeking first. We are seeking sometimes. We are seeking somehow. We are checking every now and then. We browse in and browse out. We pop in and pop out. We act, you know, let me, let me, let me see how, what they are doing and how they are doing it. Okay, all right, it's not bad, it's not bad. They are serving God. These guys are, they are, they are okay, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is not the same as seeking. It's not the same as seeking. Seeking is very different from browsing. Seeking is very different from checking. Seeking is very different from trying, attending some, observing. Thinking about it. They are not the same. When you are seeking the kingdom, we can tell you are a kingdom seeker. When you are following after his righteousness, you can tell that you are following after his righteousness. And most of us are not. Even me, I doubt if I'm doing it fully. So I'm not here to beat anybody or bash anybody. It's the word. It's the word. Are you here? And so we talked about these things and how seeking the kingdom can affect us. I'll be talking for a few more minutes about how some people sought the kingdom and what it did to them and how it helped them so that maybe it will become an example to you. But let's just go to Hebrews 11, 6. Hebrews 11, 6. Hebrews 11, 6. Are you following me? But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. He is a rewarder of those who diligently do what? Seek him. He is a rewarder. He rewards those who seek him diligently. He rewards. He rewards. His rewards are for Diligent seekers. It's not for just seekers. It's not for just church attendees. It's not for just Christians. There's a difference between a Christian and a seeker. Just as there's a difference between a boyfriend and a husband. There's a difference between a Christian and a seeker of God says that he is a rewarder he rewards he has rewards he has rewards he has rewards he has rewards but the, but the, but the fortunate thing for us is that his rewards are for those who seek him diligently with all their might with all their heart, with all their mind, with all everything, with all their being. His rewards are for those who seek him. And I'm not saying that seeking him means that you should 
you should not do any work or you shouldn't do anything in your life. You can seek him as a lawyer. You can seek him as a banker. You can seek him as a businessman. You can seek him as an engineer. You can seek him as anything. I am seeking him as a businessman. I have not stopped doing business. I do business all the time. But I'm trying to seek him so seriously. So I'm not saying that I'll shut down your shop or stop your work or come and say, Pastor, I don't want to do anything again. I've come full time. Who will take care of you? It's God who will take care of you. So till he tells you that drop everything and come. But if he hasn't said that, he's saying that I still want you. I want more of you. I want more of you. I need your time. I need your energy. I need your talent. I need your wisdom. I need your experiences. I need every encounter I have given you. Everything I gave you, it is so that I will use it. So when I'm talking to you and I'm talking to somebody who is depressed and I'm talking about history or something that I know and the word, the person immediately understands, hey, so he has also been through it. Yes, I've been through it. God gave me that experience for you. Who is benefiting from your experiences? Who is benefiting from your downfall? Who is benefiting from your testimony? Who is benefiting from your stories? Who is benefiting from what you have gone through? Who is benefiting from your poverty? Who is benefiting from your riches? Who is benefiting from your intelligence? Who is benefiting from your talent? Who is benefiting from your skills that God gave you? Who is benefiting from anything that God has given you? Who? Who is benefiting? Which kingdom is benefiting? For most of us, the kingdom that is benefiting is the kingdom of Pharaoh, is the kingdom of Egypt, is the kingdom of the world that is benefiting from our talent, benefiting from our wisdom, benefiting from our skill, benefiting from our education, benefiting from our experience, benefiting from our intelligence. Is the kingdom of the world. Nobody in this... <laughs> oh my goodness. I just, I, just, I just wish you would hear what I'm saying. I just wish you would hear what I'm saying. But just tell me, which kingdom is benefiting from you? The kingdom of God. Tell me how the kingdom of God is benefiting from you. Tell me the benefits that you give to the kingdom of God. I'm not talking about money. Money is the, is the most basic benefit that you can give to the kingdom. Money is the smallest benefit you can be to the kingdom of God. Because in his kingdom, the Bible says that he walks on streets of gold. So is it your city or dollar that is anything? It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. If God, if God valued money, he would not have sent his son. He would have sent money to come and die for us. If God had respect for a lot of money, eh, he would not have sent his only begotten son. He would have said that, you know what, if you give money, I'll, I'll save you. But he made us know that I don't value your money. I don't, your money doesn't do anything for me. 
Your money is a seed that brings blessing to you. It doesn't add anything to me. Your life is what will make a difference. Your talent is what will make a difference. Your skill is what will make a difference. What benefit have you given to the kingdom before? He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Seeking him diligently. Psalm 34 verse 8 to 10. Psalm 34. Psalm 34 verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Nine. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want. There is no want to those who fear him. There is no want. Pastor Mimi, there is no want. There is no want. There is no want. There is no lack. There is no need. There is no stress for those who fear him. Verse 10. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord, those who seek the Lord, I'm talking about those who seek the Lord. Those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. Those who seek the Lord shall not lack. They shall not lack any good thing. I don't lack any good thing. You shouldn't lack any good thing. If only you will seek the Lord. He says that those who seek the Lord, the young lions lack and suffer hunger. The young lions are the, are the vociferous ones, the, the wild ones, the attacking ones, the, the, those who are hungry for life, those who are hungry to, to achieve, those who are hungry to succeed. The Bible says that the young lions lack and suffer hunger. So that young lion heart that you have, you will suffer hunger. The young, you know, I, I, need, to, I need to accomplish. I need to finish this. I need to receive this. I need to get this. I need to get into this. It is a young lion. Young lion. Yeah. I want, to, I want to accomplish. I want to achieve. I want to touch it. I want to see it. I want to conquer. I want to overcome. I want to... The young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord, those who seek the Lord, those who seek the Lord, those who go looking, those who go searching, those who spend their time with him, those who work on the kingdom things, those who look after him, those who seek for him, they are the, the ones that lack nothing. They won't lack anything good. That's why, that's why the Bible talks about the fact that don't worry about this. Don't worry about this. Do not worry. Do not worry about what you eat. Do not worry about what you wear. Do not worry about what you drink. Do not worry about this. Do not worry about this. Don't worry. Because the flowers, he takes care of them. The field, he takes care of them. The, this one, the best, he takes care of them. He takes care of them. He's saying that, look, seek ye first. And these are the benefits that you can have. These are the benefits that you can have. Now let's look at King Uzziah, and then I'll leave you to go. Let's look at King Uzziah. One of the greatest kings that ever lived. I think he reigned for over 50 years. Second Chronicles 26. Second Chronicles 26. Let me start from verse 1. 
Second Chronicles 26. Oh, David is nice. Oh. He says the young lions, they will lack. The young lions will be hungry. The young lions will suffer. But those who seek the Lord, shearing him, shearing him, they will not hustle for anything good. Now all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years. 16 years. 16 years. I have a 16-year-old in my house. All the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years, and made him king. They made him king instead of his father. If you are made king instead of your father, there are things that you must begin to think about. They made him king instead of his father. I mean, after his father was gone, after his father passed. So, in the place of his father, they put him. Hey! You are filling your father's shoes. You are sitting in your father's chair. Verse 2. He built Elath. And restored it to Judah after the king rested with his fathers. Continue, verse 3. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. 16 year old, he reigned for 52 years. His mother's name was Jecolia of Jerusalem. Continue. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah had done. So his father had done great things and now his father is not there and he has been put in his place. How do I match up? What do I do? How do I continue? Five. He sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding in the visions of God. He sought God. And the Bible says that and as long as he sought the Lord, he says, seek ye first, right? Seek ye first. And the Bible is saying that Uzziah sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. As long as he sought, so as he was seeking God, God was prospering him. As he was seeking God, God was prospering him. As he was seeking God, God was, he says, as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. God made him prosper. As long as you seek the Lord, he will make you prosper. And as long as he was seeking God, God was prospering him. God was making him do well. God was making him do well. Number one, he prospered by seeking God. You will prosper by seeking God. You will make it by seeking God. Uzziah prospered by seeking God. So if you, if you read the accounts of Uzziah and you see all the great things that he did, the reason was because he was seeking God. The reason was because he was seeking God. He had put God first. And everything else was behind. And as he sought God, God prospered him. I am not teaching you this message so that you put it in your notebook. 
I want you to live that life. Look, in, in a few years, four years, three years, two years, five years, I want to see men and women who have listened to these messages have begun to work with it and God has begun prospering them so that when I start talking about it again, you will say that, Pastor, don't preach. Give me the microphone. I am a testament of the thing that you are talking about. I can use my life as a life story and I can tell you my testimony. I was starting from this level. I didn't know God. I came into this place. You taught me to see God. I began to see God with all my heart and look what the Lord has done. Done. That is the kind of testimony I want to hear. Not the one that I got the message, I put it in my notebook and I went to sleep. Because the word will work when you work it. The word works for workers. It doesn't work for just note takers. You may take your seats, please. It's not just for note takers. It's not for people who just, hey, I, I was there when he preached it. Eh? When he preached it, it was so powerful. My heart was beating. Your heart was beating so what? Your heart was beating before you got here. No, your heart was beating before you got here. When an Okada crossed you, your heart began to beat. Everything, your heart has been beating. It's not now that your heart is, So don't let the word make your heart beat. Let the word make you go into action. That's what heartbeat, everybody gets heartbeat. He prospered. He prospered. He prospered. Me, I want to prosper. I want to prosper. I want to prosper proper, proper. I'm not talking about money. I want prosperity. It's more than money. It's more than money. It's more than, it's more than money. You know, when you prosper, even when you don't have money, you have access to money. When you prosper, you don't have to have money to have money. The fact that you have prospered is money. Because it gives you access. It gives you options. It gives you abundance. It gives you, it gives you things that money cannot give you. And that's what I'm looking for. Prosperity. Not money. I know people who have money. You can do Sakawa and have money. But you can't do Sakawa and prosper. You can steal for money, but you can't steal to prosper. When, when your phone rings and you are scared, it's not prosperity. When somebody knocks your door and you have to check who is it before you open, it's not prosperity. I'm talking about seeking God and prospering. Seeking God. Uzziah sought God and the more he sought God, the Lord prospered him the more. The more. The more. The more. Jump to verse 7. I have a few minutes. Verse 7. Go to 6. Let me read and, and get to 7. 6. Now he went out and made war against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath the wall of Jabna and the wall of Ashdod and he built cities around Ashdod and among the Philistines. He's talking about how God prospered him and God caused him to expand and enlarge. But what I'm looking for is verse 7. Verse 7. He says that God helped him. 
God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians who lived in Gabal, and against the Meunites. God helped him. Number two, by seeking God, God will help you. God will help you. No, God will help you. If, when God is helping you, when God is helping you, even men can turn against you. It won't work. That's what the Bible says. If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? How can you get God to be for you? By seeking. By seeking. By seeking. He says, seek ye first. The kingdom. And his righteousness. And you'll be helped. God helped him against his enemies. Do you know the number of people who want you to die? <laughs> Do you know the number of people when they see you, they get angry? Some of the phone calls that you receive to check on you is not to check on you to see if you are well. Is to check to be sure whether the thing has worked or it didn't work. So sometimes when the call comes, you pick it and say, Charlie, the thing didn't work. It didn't work. Sometimes when they call, you check the call. Ah, but this one has never called for a very long time. Hello. Oh, I was just calling to check on you. Well, Whoever sent you, tell them that they failed there. <laughs> God helped him against his enemies. God helped him against the Philistines. He helped him against the Arabians. He helped him. 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 You are looking for God's help. And you don't know where to turn. The kingdom. Seek the kingdom. Seek God's kingdom. Seek the expansion of God's kingdom. Seek the establishment of God's kingdom. Seek the buoyancy of God's kingdom. Seek, seek the greatness of God's kingdom. And you will see how he will help you. You see how he will help you. I feel that most of my help has been because of God's kingdom. Most of my help has been because of God's kingdom. Because I don't, I don't know a lot of people. I don't know a lot of things. Mm. I'm not that smart, not that intelligent, not that sophisticated. I don't know a lot of things. And I don't, I don't know a lot of people. I'm not connected to any great, great, you know, any great businessman or any great politician or any... I'm, 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 I'm not connected to anybody. I don't have, I don't have connections. I don't have connections. The highest connection I have in politics is assemblyman. And the one I know, cry, he owes me. <laughs> the assembly man that I know, he owes me. So I'm the one helping that person. And I'm not helping him for political reasons. He's just somebody that, you know, needs help. Sometimes you give them rice to eat. You give them oil to drink. 
<laughs> you give them money. I'm going to say rice and oil. <laughs> so, when it comes to connections and things, we don't have it. But God has helped us. No, God has helped us. Somebody came here and then he was looking around and he said that, did you say the church is five years? I said, yes, it's five years. He says, and you have this property. I said, it's God's help. Then he himself said that, but I can see your church members. They are young, 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 young people. I said, yes, they are young, 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 young people. Even like me and me, I'm young, 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 young person. But look what the Lord has done. What the Lord has done. I remember once somebody somebody called our office or came to the office. They said that I want to meet the people behind the business. At that time, I was 30 something. I said, Me and my two young guys. Then we presented us. No, 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 no. We are looking for the original owners because we know that. <laughs> says, we know that it is a franchise. The original owners are in Europe and then you are representing them here. So we want to know the main people. You are just the front men and you are the workers here. We said, oh. We don't know the main people. We are the main people. <laughs> we don't look like the main people, but we are the main people. The man was very disappointed, but we are the main people. Yeah, they look at us and like, ah, no, it's not possible. You know, there must be so we are the main people. We, we may not look intelligent because we are not that intelligent. We may not look big because we are not that big. We may not look great. We are not that great. You see, there are people who don't look great, but they are great. There are people who don't look intelligent, but they are intelligent. But we, we don't look it and we are not. We don't look intelligent and we are not intelligent. We don't look sophisticated. We are not sophisticated. We are only people that God has decided that I want to help these guys. I want to push them. I want to support them. I want to assist them. And why is God helping? It's because we have also determined in our heart that we want to seek him. We want to prioritize his kingdom. So anything kingdom is interesting to me. Anything kingdom is interesting to me. Anything about God's kingdom and the things of God is interesting to me. Even if I cannot do it, I am interested and I want to try it. So God says, I'll help you. So I'll help you. Just like I helped Uzziah. God helped him. God helped him. Verse 8, let's continue. I have a few more minutes. Verse 8. Also the Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah. They brought tribute. It means they brought money. His fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt. For he became exceedingly strong. He became ex They brought tribute. It's money. They brought money to him. They brought contribution to him. They brought money. May people bring you money as you see God. They, they brought money. They brought money. They brought money. It's one of the, the, one of the desires I have in my heart. That one day somebody will just walk to me with a check of one million dollars. Pastor. I want you to take this one. The Lord laid it upon my heart to give you one million dollars so that I will take it. Because I am seeking God. I am seeking his kingdom. I am doing my very best. And what I want you to do 
is to get into that mindset that I want to see God. I want to become a God chaser, God seeker, God pleaser, God lover, God wanter. I want him. I want to chase him. I want to seek him. I want to see. Once you get to 35, you begin to think that now I'm very busy. You know, I can't do some of the things that these young, young people are doing. We don't have time for the things of God. We'll go to church on Sundays and come home. And every evening, if we have the chance, weekdays will pass by. But as for as for these things that these fanatics are doing, I don't have the time. Don't worry. Don't worry. A time is going to come, you will not have the time to even eat. you don't have time for the things of God you don't have time for the kingdom you don't have time for God's issues you don't have, you don't have time hey! you, are too, you are too important you are too busy you are too you know you, you, you are too big you don't have time you know my work takes too much of my time my, this, hey! you don't have time I'm talking about open secrets. I'm telling you how you can prosper. How you can get God's help. How you can get God's support. How you can get God's assistance. I want my people to prosper. I want them to prosper. But the way you want to prosper is not the way you can prosper. You are thinking about schooling. I want you to go to school. You are thinking about working. I want you to work. But there are other ways that you can add You want to go the hard way. You want to go the long way. It's like this thing that they are talking about. It's too simple. I mean, seek God and do well. It's too simple. But if you look around, those who have done it, they have... I'm just showing you one or two in the Bible. Just showing you one or two in the Bible. If I have the time, we'll continue next week and, and then we'll see. But you see, when he became... For he became exceedingly, says, his fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt. His fame spread. In those days, they were, they were, there was no Facebook, there was no social media, there was no Instagram, there was, no face, there was nothing like that. But his fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt. For he became exceedingly. You, 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 even today that there's social media, nobody knows you. Even today there's social media, you put your picture out there, nobody even coughs. <coughs> Nobody even does that. I have seen people, they have posted pictures 24 hours. You check. Everybody looks at it and pass by. <laughs> Social media, like, like, that is nothing. Like, that is Enokra Winyebi. His fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt. For he became exceedingly strong. Exceedingly, excessively strong. He became strong. So strength came as he sought God. If you want strength, see God. As you see God, you'll be strong. You know, this Monday we're praying about God increasing strength. To them that are weak. The increasing of strength comes by the seeking of God. It comes by seeking God. He became exceedingly strong. Young man, every time you are sick, 
every time you are unwell, every time you are weak, every time there's something wrong with you, you are exceedingly weak. <laughs> you are exceedingly sick. I, I used to, I, I didn't like people who, who used to fall sick a lot of times. I still don't. Every time, my head, today, my back, today, my this, today. It's like, ah. Then you are sick. It's because you don't fear God. It's because you don't seek God. As I'm even talking about it, some people have come to mind and they are not in the service. <laughs> yes. It's just come to my mind. Ah, this guy is not, this guy is not, this lady is not. And every time you hear, I'm not feeling well. Pastor Prosper, I'm not feeling well. I'm not feeling well. I'm, every time, and they are really not feeling well. Because they seek everything but God. They seek everything but God. They seek everything but God. Nothing about God. So your strength will come when you seek God. Your strength will come. Yes, that's number three. Continue. I'll finish on five, then I'm done. And Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate at the valley gate and the corner buttress of the wall. Then he fortified them. Go to verse 10. And he built towers in the desert. Who built towers in the desert? He built towers in the desert. He dug many wells in the desert. For he had much livestock, both in the lowlands and the plains. He also had farmers and vine dressers in the mountains and in Camel. For he loved the soil. But he also built towers in the desert. And he dug many wells. Towers in the desert. Humanly impossible things. Something that is so impossible. Who builds towers in the desert? It's in recent times that you go to Dubai and you see all the towers that are coming up and all the towers that are... But those days, it's not possible. Those days, it was not possible. Desert, towers, now we are doing it in Dubai. But it wasn't common. It wasn't common. I mean, there were no cranes. Where were the cranes? Where were the earth-moving equipment? Where were the machines? Well, where were all those things? But he built towers in the desert. Humanly impossible things he did. Because he was seeking God. I see you doing humanly impossible things because you are seeking God. No, you will do things that your age, people can't do it because you are seeking God. As you seek God, may he com compel you to do things that people have not done at your age. May you do humanly impossible things. Things that people don't do easily. Things that your family members don't do easily. Things that the church you attend, they don't do easily. Things that your community people don't do easily. Things that your tribesmen don't do easily. Results that people in your class don't get easily. May you get it because you are seeking God. 
May you get it because you are seeking God. Business deals that, that people don't get easily. You will get it, my brother, because you are seeking God. Contracts that are not common to sign, you will sign it because you are seeking God. You sign, you sign contracts that will blow your mind. Hey, me Panama signing two million dollars. Me Panama signing five million dollars. It will blow your mind. It is humanly impossible, but by seeking God, He built towers in the desert. Towers in the desert. What are you looking at building? What are you hoping to build? What are you hoping to establish? What are you trying to do that you are struggling to do? Begin to seek God. Begin to seek God. And that thing will become easy for you. It will become easy. Your family. Your business. Your children. What is it? What is it that you are trying to do? That something that nobody has done before. Something that your family members have not done before. Something that your father never did or your mother never did. Something that your big brother has never done. The first in your family, the first in your, in your community, the first in your business, the first in the country, the first in the continent. What is it that you are seeking to do? That is humanly impossible. When you tell people about it, like, you know, this one, hey, dear way, hey, it's not easy to do it. This thing is not a very easy thing to do. That is when God must come in. So when you begin to seek God, you will build towers in the desert and you will sink wells in places that, in places that naturally and normally there's no water. There's no water. But the man has wells. He has wells. For he had much livestock. Let's not joke. Let's stop the games. Let's stop the gimmicks. Let's stop the jokes. And let's get serious with this thing that we are talking about. Seeking God and his kingdom. Serving God. Serving him properly. Serving him with everything that you have. Serving him. Look, I have seen it all. Me, I have seen what I'm talking about. I know people personally who God has helped to do so many wild things that when you sit and think about it, you are like, eesh. The day you, God helps you to get to Bogatanga, you understand what I'm saying. You see the things that are happening there. You can tell that it is only God. Only God that can help you to build such towers. Such towers. In that side of the, of the, of the country. You climb up to Mampong. You see that it's only God that can help anybody like that to build such great institutions. It's only God. Humanly impossible. Things that even the government is not able to do. Things that the politicians are not able to do. Things that loans have not been able to do. God knows how to support his children to do these things. And I see God helping you. I see God helping you. Then let me finish it off. Go to verse 15. Verse 15. Verse 15. If you look at verse 5, you see that it was God who helped him. But verse 15, it says that, And he made devices in Jerusalem, invented by skillful men, to be on the towers and the corners, to shoot arrows. He made inventions that would be sitting on the wall to shoot arrows. Guns. Missiles. Those days, when God helps you, eh, you'll be ahead of your time. You'll be ahead. You do things 100 years ahead of time. Things 50 years ahead of time. 
When you tell people the things that you are doing, oh, but this one, nobody is doing it. Is it possible? It's possible. He made devices in Jerusalem, invented by skillful men, to be on the towers and the corners to shoot arrows and large stones. Today we call it bombs and missiles. The Bible describes that large stones. So his fame spread far and wide. For he was marvelously helped till he became strong. He was marvelously helped. This is not the help of God, but this one is the help of man. The verse 5 was the help of God, but this one. Sorry, verse 7 was the help of God, but this verse 15 is the help of man. He was helped marvelously, marvelously, marvelously. He received help from man. You need help from man. Seek God. Seek God. Stop following man to help you. If it's man you want, you want help from, then seek God. If it's man you want help from, then seek God. If it is a man you want to help you, then seek God. But if you are looking for a man to help you and you are following the man, sorry. Because it's only God that would touch the heart of a man, the heart of a king, the heart of the prince, the heart of the leader. It is God that will touch the heart of the king in a dream. It's God that will touch the heart of a king that will cause God, the, the king not to sleep, to remember you. But if you are looking for man to help you and you are always following the man, can you help me? Man doesn't help easily. So his fame spread far and wide for he was marvelously helped. May you be marvelously helped. May you be marvelously supported. May you be marvelously assisted. May you be marvelously supported by man so that your fame will spread wide and it will spread far abroad. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I've talked to you about serving God and seeking God. Serving God and seeking God. Putting God first in everything. Seeking God. Serving him. Putting him first in everything. I want you to pray for just a couple of minutes that Father help me. Help me to be a God server. Help me to be a servant of God. Help me to be a chaser of God. Help me to be a seeker of God. Help me to be someone who is, who is known to, to live for you. Help me to be someone who is known to follow you, to serve you, to come for you, to, to chase you in the name of Jesus. Pray for yourself. Hallelujah. Begin to pray for yourself. Pray that God will help you to be a God seeker. Pray that you will seek him like Thank you for listening to Pastor Emmanuel Methel. We hope you were blessed by the message. Worship with us at the Rohi Church in Community 22, Tema. Every Sunday from 7.30 to 9.30 for the tree service and 10.30 to 12.30 for the English service. We have Bible studies from 9.45 to 10.30 a.m. Tuesday empowerment service is from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. Download the Rohi Church app on Google Play and App Store for more life-transforming messages. Follow Pastor Emmanuel Methel and the Rohi Church on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Call us on 0204-336-002 for counseling and inquiry. Rohi Church, loving God, making disciples, and evading globally. God bless you. 
This message is brought to you by Hot Jobs Africa Limited, Ghana's number one HR firm. Looking for quality staff? Looking for a job? Contact us on 0204-336-009. Think HR, think Hot Jobs Africa.